So hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining today. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you are in the world. We are always so delighted to have you here. And I know I speak for myself and probably a lot of other people when I say it is Friday. Thank God we made it through another week. Oh, can't wait for the weekend. Not going to do much because, uh, you know, COVID's got me very limited, but it's okay because the weekend is here. I could, you know, sleep a little bit longer. So that's always nice. Um, and so I am so happy and excited to be here today with Sabine because she is fantastic and she's such a great speaker and such a calming person to have come talk about managing work conflicts. Um, and so, you know, without taking too much of the mic from her, I'm just going to go over a little bit of housekeeping and then, you know, we'll dive right into Sabine and her introduction and get right into some of these pre-submitted questions. And so, you know, we are recording this. This is going to be live on the platform and live on YouTube. Um, so, you know, in the case that you don't want to show up on any of these platforms, it is totally fine. I just recommend that you stay off of mute and then you won't show up um, because during these recorded chats and everything, the only people that pop up are the people who are speaking on the screen. And then additionally, if you have any, you know, questions, comments, anything you want to ask, you can feel free to come off of mute if that's not an issue for you, what I said previously. And if you don't want to come off of mute and you just want to ask questions to Sabine, feel free to write in the chat and I'll be happy to, you know, moderate that, facilitate that with her. And this is recorded. So you will get a rewatch email. Um, thanks for accepting me and all of my little bit of craziness this morning. Um, but without further ado, I'm so excited to introduce Sabine Seed, and I hope I said that correctly because that is very important to me. And she is an engineering manager at HashiCorp, and she is also one of our mentors at Power to Fly with our mentorship program. So with that, I'm going to hand it right over to you, Sabine. Thank you. Thanks for that really uh, lavish introduction. Um, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I'm Sabine Sayed. Um, I currently work at HashiCorp as an engineering manager. Um, I've been working here for now six months. So accomplishment, woohoo, made it half a year. <laughs> um, and yeah, before that, I was working at another company. Um, I had been working as an engineering manager for about four years there. And then before that, an IC, a software engineer. Um, so yeah, so I'm here today to talk to you about um, managing work conflicts, and especially in this time during uh, COVID. Um, I feel like you know everybody's stressed out in their own different ways, and just being able to to manage that, and, and I feel like the uh, the probability of a conflict occurring is a little bit more these days. So trying to get ahead of that. Um, is something I think that's helpful for everybody so that those conflicts ideally don't occur as much, but if they do, um, just some kind of tips and tricks to, to help out and what, what has helped me um, during this time. Thank you. Um, and, you know, as we were talking offline before the chat, I, 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 kicking it off, you know, have you noticed that people are kind of at higher levels of stress now with thinking about, you know, at least in the U.S., sending your kid back to school and everything that's surrounding that. Have you noticed a peak of more stress now or, you know, when the whole pandemic kind of started? Totally. I feel like um, 
not just in my team, um, in my wider organization. Um, I feel like everybody, whether uh, they're a parent, uh, whether they have a partner at home, whether they're single, whatever situation they're in, um, I feel like there's definitely a level of stress and everybody's feeling it differently. Um, so I've, I've, I've definitely seen that. And I think, um, and I think sometimes people don't even see it themselves. Um, sometimes, you know, they'll be going through it and they'll just be like, yeah, like, you know, it's all good. And then like, it kind of hits them like, wait a minute, like, you know, things are so different and, um, you know, I'm not taking as much time off. So, you know, just that continuous work, 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 work. Um, I think that kind of piles up. Um, but yeah, I've definitely, definitely feel a change. And it's interesting that you say that, and I totally agree because, you know, maybe even while you're not noticing it, we had a chat earlier this week about self-care. And one of the questions that came up was, how can you notice that somebody around you needs help uh, related to, you know, kids and taking care of themselves? And, you know, the the speaker, Ishwan, what she said was, you know, if you notice that they're not themselves or you're not yourself, that is an indicator that you need to, you know, take some time for yourself and, and regroup. And so, you know, with that, how have you experienced, you know, managing work conflicts and being able to say to somebody, hey, I don't think, you know, you're yourself. I feel like you're dealing with a lot of stress. How have you managed to, you know, navigate that without insulting anyone or offending anyone as they might not realize that they're stressed? Yeah. So one of the things that I do, and this is more specific to my team, um, so in every one-on-one -on -one that I have, I, I started off with um, a one-to-five scale. So I asked them specifically one-to-five, how are you doing, not only at work, but also outside of work. So like one would be not doing okay at work. I don't feel like I'm valued outside of work. Also, things are not going well. Five is like I'm flying high, you know, kicking it at work and home is, or like outside of work is amazing. So I feel like that scale, um, it helps folks to like think about, okay, where am I at? And, you know, and both, and I emphasize on both outside of work and uh, inside work. And that also kind of sparks up a conversation about, you know, if they say something like, okay, 3.5, then I'm like, all right, okay, you know, like, let's talk about it. Like, how's, how's like work stuff going? How's outside work going? Um, and I think just asking that question of, um, you know, how are you doing, especially outside of work, is something that um, I try and I ask. And I think that really helps them think about it as well. Um, and, and giving a number, I think that, you know, like normally nobody says like five, like it, it kind of, it really helps to, for me to extract that information. So, and then from there, you know, we can take it and Yes, totally. And Noreen dropped in the chat, this is a great tip. And, you know, one of the other things that somebody has mentioned, and I do want to start this on my team, I just keep forgetting to do it, but is also the green light, yellow light, red light method. So, you know, green, I'm good to go. Bright eyed and bushy tailed, yellow, you know, I might be struggling a little bit with work because I've got stuff going on and red, like I really can't focus on anything I'm doing right now because I've got a lot of personal stuff. Because, you know, I think in this time, while it's given a lot of visibility to what everyone's dealing with, whether it being homeschooling children or taking care of elderly family members or, you know, taking on more work as some, a lot of companies have downsized. There's a lot of stuff that 
is visible, but there's also a lot of stuff that probably isn't visible to us. And, you know, being cognizant of what other people might be going through that they're not telling you about and how that might be affecting their work and that extra workload that they're taking on mentally and emotionally and physically. Oh, yeah. And I think another thing that also helps um, is to be vulnerable with people. So in my, with my team members, like I try and I share also, you know, what's going on in my world. And if I'm feeling stressed out or, you know, what's affecting me. Um, and I think that helps people to be like, you know, okay, I can share too, you know, and especially if I, I've done that before where um, I'll just message my team and I'll be like, hey, I'm like super stressed out today or I'm just not feeling it today. I'm going to take the day off and, you know, hang out with my family. And I feel like just that kind of sets the tone for them to also be, you know, if that, if they're feeling that way, it's totally okay. You know, take that break, take that time off for yourself. Yes, I love that. And I think it's so important because, you know, showing people that it's okay to have an outside life and, you know, we do have things going on is so important. And I think, especially now, and, before and after obviously but especially now it shows people like it's okay to take a break and we do need that because that's kind of how we can you know relieve some of the stress that we're all dealing with and so you know outside of all of this what are the most you know common causes of friction that you've seen at the workplace between teams or between um colleagues yeah so um the most common that I've seen is um, misunderstandings, miscommunication, and the big one is lack of communication. I feel like 90% of the time it fits in either one of those, like this, you know, lack of communication, miscommunication. Um, and this could be around like their responsibilities. It could be around um, what someone meant to say versus what they actually ended up saying. Um, I feel like that realm is just that's generally what I've seen it to be. The other 10%, I would say, comes under when you're actually dealing with somebody, like in the development world, some folks, um, and this has been changing, but some folks kind of come with that. I'm technically amazing, and therefore, I can have any attitude whatsoever. You just have to deal with me, you know? So, but I think um, of that type of, mindset um, over the past couple years has been changing and there's been like we've been shining a light on that and saying that if you've got the technical chops great but you have to have the attitude a good attitude and like a good um, team mindset um, you know to really go forward and technical chops is not enough so in fact attitude is probably more important so um, I think that there's been a high emphasis on that but I would say that's like 10% of when you actually encounter um, uh, those types of folks, especially in recent times. Thanks for bringing that up because that is, you know, important to highlight that it's not always that there's like issues between the teams, but it's more of a lack of communication or, you know, problems with communication. And um, thanks for dropping the question in the chat, Marina. She asked, how do you start communicating that to that type of person? Um, I'm talking about the latter. Yeah, yeah, about, uh, yeah, the difficult person. <laughs> so I would say generally what I've seen um, 
I appreciate, like I tell my team members, if you encounter that type of behavior, please come and tell me. I feel like as a leader, the organizations that I've seen in the past, if leadership allows this behavior, then those people just flourish. But if leadership shuts it down, then that really gets, that has a big effect on folks and they know that it's not okay and that this behavior is not something that this company or this organization wants to continue. And it's important to have um, like a collective mindset, be respectful of other people. Um, so yeah, so I would do that first, but if unfortunately, if like your leadership is not like that and maybe they're just, they kind of like brush it under the rug, then you yourself, I would say, um, when you're dealing with that type of person, facts are the most helpful. So like if you have maybe some idea that you've come up with or something that you have to push back against or something, some information that you need to e extract from this person, um, I would say trying to do as much homework on your side as possible, gaining knowledge about whatever it is that you need to ask or something and going through it that way. I've seen that those people tend to respond back best um, with like facts and stuff like that. They're like, okay, this person kind of knows what they're talking about. And then they'll generally um, respond back. But I would say that's really like the last, you know, uh, thing that you want to go to. Ideally, I would say bring it up to your leadership or to your management and, and have it go through them because I feel like what I've seen, that makes a huge difference. Awesome. Can Thank I you ask for that. A question? Yeah, go ahead. Go right ahead. I can't find this uh, raising hand sticker here. Anyway, uh, if you don't mind, maybe we can kind of look into specific situations. And what I have on top of my mind are three of them. First one is uh, how can you deal with the conflict at work? in a situation when you are friends with your colleagues, but you need to manage them. And then eventually when your, your manager delegates you a project where you need to manage your friend uh, and your friend does not understand that, does not understand that you uh, is allowed or you're delegated a responsibility to give kind of orders or delegate things to your friend because your friend considers your friend so he or she thinks that you're equal but at work you're not that's first situation another one that, that's what i've i've uh, kind of experienced uh, during my communication with my colleagues uh, second one that's the question from the mock interview yesterday what happens if you have two executives, let's say executive A and executive B, and then executive A says, you need to do this and this and this regarding this issue. And another one says, you need to do the opposite regarding this issue, what you need to do. Because it's, it also creates a conflict. And then the third one, in, and actually the, the most uh, important to me, when you work in a multicultural environment, uh, I work, I usually work in Beijing. I used to work in a, uh, in a uh, organization that uh, has many, 
all kinds of cultures combined uh, and they're all completely different. Uh, and what I mean to say is, for example, Chinese culture and approach to work uh, and responsibilities and hierarchy within the company is completely different uh, from what I'm used to as a Ukrainian that, uh, that is used to work in a westernized uh, mm. approach company. And then there is a conflict because you're lost and you don't, you, 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 you used to work in a free environment where you, you can initiate things and you are, uh, and people listen to you and consider your opinion uh, as opposed to a Chinese culture where you have, uh, let's say a boss or the executive that is the one that decides and micromanages. Got it. Okay. So, okay. So let's start from the top. So your first was um, around, you have a friend, but you have that, your manager has given you the responsibility and that kind of role to be able to delegate um, tasks to your peer. And that peer is also your friend. Um, so in that case, I would say, well, I would say this were a lot, this, is more of a managerial task where your manager needs to make it clear to everyone on the team what your role is and that should be very explicit like everybody should know that okay paulina is like the team lead or whatever the role is called and these are her responsibilities so she can delegate tasks out to folks if your manager has not done that or does not want to do that um, I feel like that's like a different quote, but that would be ideal number one so that everybody knows. That um, was the case, yeah. Okay, your manager doesn't want to do that. That's, that's the case. Um, I would say in that case, that kind of, that's more difficult. Um, then I think it kind of falls on you, un unfortunately, to be able to say, and maybe this could be like something that you could start a conversation with your manager to maybe just write out like what your role is and what your responsibilities are. When you write that out, you ask your manager, hey, this is, you know, is, does this sound correct? Within that would be the ability to delegate tasks or the responsibility to delegate tasks to my team members. And then maybe actually taking that and sending that out to the rest of your um, team members, CCing your manager as well so that everybody knows that, okay, this is, um, you know, this is where you're at. Um, I feel like that might make it a little bit easier rather than having to directly go to your friend and be like, hey, you know, this is what my uh, role is. I think when you involve um, or CC your manager on that, that might be a little bit more official. And then your manager can also maybe at that time kind of be forced into that conversation to have that and let everybody know what your role is. Um, so yeah, so that would be my, my recommendation there. Do you have any questions or anything? No, I, th I think your advice is com completely accurate. That's what's supposed to be happening. Okay. Um, and then the next one is like what you were saying with the, um, the executive A, executive B, and they're not agreeing on what an individual or you know maybe like a product the features or something that they want within that 
So from with that, I would actually take kind of a similar approach. I would pro I would probably like write up an email and be like, Executive A wants da 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 da. Executive B wants da da da. If you have any opinions within that, like yourself, and be like, this is my recommendation. Here's why. You can put that in an email. Put them both in the email. Send it out, and whoever else you feel like needs to be aware of that, and then you know let them to come together and then you know let them decide in that email and then after that like or if you don't get a response or whatever or or maybe if you get partial response for one person sending out another email like this is what i'm going to do going forward you have you know uh, uh, how about like let's take until this friday uh you know to make a decision and then you know i'll move forward with what i have and if you have any questions let me know um that's unfortunate that's a hard that's a hard place to be but yeah, that's what I would recommend. There. I was also thinking that it will be probably also nice if you are allowed to call on the meeting between these executives and also invite whoever you think will be useful and present some data and analysis regarding this issue and also propose your thinking or vision yeah. so we can all together kind of agree and understand how we will be planning and executing on this issue. Agreed. Yes, that sounds great. I think I think that that definitely should work as well. My only recommendation there would be like after you walk out of that meeting, send an email to everybody so that it's in written form. <laughs> I feel like that written form uh, in the past, I know for me, has helped a lot. So, so I can because I can always refer back to it and be like, you know, this is kind of what we you know, what we left off at. Um, but yeah, and the other one that you were mentioning was around the multicultural and, you know, you, you being from Ukraine and then, you know, working with folks um, who are from Beijing. So my recommendation there would be to try and get a mentor who is on that Beijing team. Like if you find somebody there who you can be like, you know, I'm trying to understand your culture a little bit more. I'd like to, you know, just kind of if I come across any situation, can I bounce that off of you to get ideas about how I should move forward? Um, I think that should help a lot. And um, yeah, that's what, that's what I would probably do. Nicole, can we have another event regarding how can we find a good mentor? Yes, yes, actually, actually at the end, of the month, I believe we're having an event about that, but definitely Polina. Hey, anytime you have suggestions, please feel free to reach out to me because I'm always looking to make sure that, you know, our content is curated to everything that, you know, is important to you. So definitely, and thank you for that. I will definitely keep that in mind. Um, of course. I've been thinking about thank exactly this mentor issue. Sorry, sorry for interruption. Sorry. No, no, no. I appreciate you coming off of mute. That's what this is all about. It is always about everyone attending. I'm just here to fill the space in case people don't always feel comfortable. Um, but Sabine, that was really fantastic advice about writing it out because I think also, you know, talking about communication, this is leads into a question, but talking about communication, I think it's important when you're on a team to outline these responsibilities, right? Especially when sometimes the responsibilities can get blurred and this can probably lead to workplace 
conflict, right? Because you're like, I thought you were going to do this, but no, you said you were going to do this. And especially when it's not written out and you had a call about it, that's when some of this friction can come up. And so, you know, how have you kind of mitigated these problems after this has come up when something hasn't gotten done and everyone's kind of maybe pointed the finger and not wanted to take responsibility? How can you deal with that type of situation? Yeah. So I feel like these type of conflicts, they're always going to happen. They're going to come up. You're going to miss something, right? Everybody's human. You know, we're going to miss something. You know, that's such as life. So I, when something like this comes up, my mindset for my, my team is that it's okay. It's okay that we made a mistake. We're all, it's, I feel like I like, I like to remind my team that we're all on the same we all have the same goal in mind. We want our product to succeed. We want our company to succeed. That's what we're all here for. That's what we're all doing. So let's keep that in mind as we move forward though. So let's look at the, what happened. Um, if there was something, um, you know, something that was missed or maybe there was a bug that came into production. Okay, you know, that happens. What can we do or what, how can we improve our process so that in the future we find that bug earlier in the, in the process? or whatever it is that we missed, we find that earlier next time around. So I, 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 it's really important for me to make sure that my team has that mindset of improving the process and not being like, oh, it's your fault, oh, it's your fault. So like, that's okay because everybody's gonna make, um, everybody's gonna make mistakes every now and then. And that's, that's all right. <laughs> Especially now, right? I mean, you got a million things top of mind and you're like, oh my gosh, that just slipped my mind or you missed an email or you accidentally deleted it and then you got, oh my gosh, you got to go back. Ooh, it is not easy. Um, I've definitely tried to practice being a little bit more gentle on myself and being a little bit more forgiving that, you know, this is, an oh, yeah. easy, is actually the easiest time for everyone. Oh yeah, totally, totally. And I found like within this, so for some of my teams, we've created like process documents. So we'll be like, okay, when we're doing a release, we have a checklist. This, 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 this is what we're supposed to do. And then as we continue doing our releases, if there's something that we missed, we add it to the checklist going forward. So it's just, you know, it's kind of a living document. Uh, And we've done that in a number of different places. So um, wherever we feel like we need that reminder, you know, we'll we'll create like a, a document or a checklist or something. And are there any tools that you recommend that your team has been using that's been able to kind of help mitigate, you know, making sure the processes are being followed? Uh, I don't know if you use Google Docs or Asana or any of those tools. Yeah, we use both. (laughs) We use Google Docs to like um, just create like those process documents and the checklist. And then we use Asana just for like our higher level features and making sure that we are um, you know, in line, uh, working towards uh, the features and the goals and doing the tasks that we need to do. Um, as far as a recommendation on tools, I mean, I like Google Docs. I like Asana. I haven't really found that, like, that tool that's like, oh, like, you know, oh, all my, you know, everything's organized and everything's solved and everything looks good. So right now it's just that combination of, um, Google Docs, Trello, Trello's a big one. I like Trello uh, more out of those, but uh, Trello's a little bit more for like smaller projects. Um, and then let's see, what else? I have some other like tools that I use. So I, I use Todoist 
just to help manage my own stuff and just organize things a little bit better. Um, but yeah, if I ever find that tool, I will let folks know. <laughs> I would recommend uh, to dig in into Chinese tools. They're very, very innovative, very quick uh, compared to Google Docs. It's just a different kind of experience, but also very helpful, very at the point. One of them is called Shimo. I, I, I don't know, I don't know how, how is it, is it useful uh, to have it uh, for your team as non-Chinese speakers? But maybe there is an English version. I did not uh, learn this question, but I loved using it. I loved doing it. it it's really, really cool. I'll, I'll type it in. I, yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Thank you. Yes, Blaine, I was just about to ask you if you could type that in the chat for everyone. And I know that we're, you know, coming up on time, but I didn't want to go away without asking this question. So as a leader, as a manager, you know, if you see that there is conflict on your team, and it's not finding resolution. How should you work with your team to diffuse the tension so that everyone can work a little bit better together? Yeah, so that's actually something uh, that has been really top of mind for me um, lately. So, I mean, the first thing that I try and do is that the folks who are going through the conflict, um, I try and bring them together, have a combined conversation to, to, to make sure that that, um, that miscommunication or that lack of communication feature, at least we're crossing that off. And we're making sure that we're coming together, we're talking about it, and I, try, and I facilitate that discussion um, to, to extract, you know, whatever, okay, this is this person's perspective, this is this person's perspective, you know, let's bring it together. Um, and so, you know, try that first. And then, and also another thing that I do that, um, that I'm actually going to do, um, I've done that in the past in person, I've never done it virtually, but is a team building exercise. I feel like underlying some of these, what happens is that when something like this happens, it breaks trust within the team. So it's my, so my aim is to try and rebuild that trust. Um, and I feel like these team building exercises um, that are more around your personality so it'll be like, I forgot the name of it, but the, there's an insight, it's a group and they do like these personality tests. And then you come together and they'll kind of label you with a the color. They'll be like, okay, you're red, you're blue, you're green, you're yellow, and it, and it means different things. And then you come together as a team and they have a moderator and they discuss, okay, this is how this person works best. This is what this person is, you know, this is what's important to this person so on and so forth, and you kind of go around the room, then you, you do different exercises. And I think that helps understand, helps folks understand each other better. And I feel like when you understand somebody more at a personal level, it helps to build that trust better. So um, yeah, those are my two small tips. There's other things that I also do, like I really recommend folks to take breaks, which we also talked about. Um, I think that really helps um, just kind of folks to, to lower that stress level and just be like, okay, I need a break, you know, let me just chill out for a little bit and then come back. But, um, totally. Yeah. Um, and then before we leave, um, thanks everyone for being on here, but Christina asked, does anyone have any recommendations for a virtual team building exercises? And I want to see if you had any. 
I do. So actually, I have been researching that, and I can actually look it up. So there is a group called Insight that I just um, that I just found, and they actually, but that might be paid. Um, but there's if you Google, there's a there's quite a bunch of different exercises that are like for free, and I think there's like some tools and things like that that you can also use. Um, but I can. I can pop this into the chat. Um, and this is the insight one that I'm about to do. But yeah, I just pop that into the chat. And, um, Amazing. Thank you, Sabine. Um, and I want to thank everyone for being on the line. And Christina, you know, at Power to Fly, we have a lot of different events and do a lot of networking events. Um, if there's any way that we can try and help you out, please feel free to reach out. Um, you know, we like building community and connecting people. And so let me know if there's any way I can help you. I mean, I know one of the things that we do is like happy hours and we have um, weekly chats, uh, a weekly org chat with the whole team. And then obviously we have our daily syncs with our internal, our immediate teams. But um, yeah. So I don't know if that was helpful, but thank you everyone for being on the line and thank you, Sabine. Thank it you. was a pleasure as always to have you here. And thank you to Polina for coming off the meal. Thanks for everyone for, you know, asking your questions and being engaged and everything. It was awesome. And I'm, I'm so happy to have you here. And on the question of uh, building, you know, cultural empathy in that next week, next Friday, we're actually having a chat with another mentor and um, Vaishnavi who will be talking about building cultural empathy, working across different, culture. So uh, I just want to throw that out there and, you know, please join us at other Power to Fly events and learn more about our mentorship program. And so with that, Sabine, I'm going to hand it off to you and uh, let you send any last words. Yeah, that's uh, thank you so much. Just want to thank you for, you know, for having me here. And this has been awesome. And thank you for all the questions that Paulina, you've asked and other folks on chat. I appreciate that. And feel free to reach out to me. I'm on the Power to Fly, like in the mentor program as well. So you can feel free to reach out there or LinkedIn if you have any other questions. Um, and yeah, thanks. This has been great. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Have a great Friday.